Hello and welcome to Your Financial Planet, a podcast hosted by the Synergy Capital Solutions team. This is the show that brings you portfolio, planning and financial solutions to help you build, invest, enjoy and give. Join us as we share our journey as we navigate life's complexities and provide solutions to reduce the noise around your personal financial situation. Hello, I'm Eric Neha and welcome to our second quarter 2023 recap and third quarter outlook. We're joined today by Mark Burns. Thanks, Eric. Today, we're going to go over our current blog and update uh, for the first half of 2023. Going to uh, give you an idea of how the second quarter looked. We're going to recap uh, the strong start to 2023 and the outlook uh, for the second half of the year. Go ahead, Eric. Let's kick it off. Thank you. So as we talk about in our blog, uh, a year can make a big difference. Um, uh, One year ago, The market was trying to catch its breath after a chaotic start to 2022. Um, The Federal Reserve had just raised interest rates by 1.5% in a little over three months. Uh, Inflation was near 9% as Russia uh, invaded Ukraine and that upended commodity markets um, and competition for employees resulted in in wage inflation. Uh, That first half of 2022 um, for the S&P 500 was uh, its worst start to a calendar year since 1970. Um, so worst start in, in over 50 years. Um, fast forward 12 months, the backdrop's very different. Um, oil prices are, are uh, 33% lower. Uh, inflation is running at a much more reasonable uh, pace at slightly over 4%. Still not quite to target and goal yet, but it's getting closer. Uh, and the S&P 500 is up uh, almost 17% on the year. So overall, much, much stronger start to 2023. Very interesting. So, you know, let's take a look at some of the data highlights. Um, I think the uh, a few data points that uh, we continually look at is how fast is the economy growing? And there's a couple tools that effectively we use to uh, track this. One is the leading economic indicator and what this does is it gives you it gives us an idea of about 10 economic data points uh, to see how the overall economy is growing. You know, so these are building permits, unemployment claims, manufactured hour work, uh, et cetera. And then the other one is a coincident indicator, which uh, gives us uh, four data points uh, as well. And looking at the interaction of these two indicators, uh, give us a, a pretty good understanding of uh, you know what is what is going on, whether it's a positive economy, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you know we're avoiding a recession and so forth, but it gives gives us a sense for where we stand in the in the economic uh, uh, cycle. So when you see this chart here, we are seeing uh, a downturn of the um, leading economic indicators uh, over to the far right with the uh, yellow dot. And um, what that indicates is uh, we are seeing a slowdown, which is what we expect to happen with the uh, increase in interest rates. We are not let yet seeing a coincident indicator dropping below you know, a zero target, uh, which shows a lot of strength uh, in the economy. Uh, something to note is the gray bars going across uh, this chart those are uh, the, the time periods that we do go through recessions. And the narrower uh, they are uh, shows a shorter recession and the wider shows a longer and deeper recession. So we see the 
you know, the COVID uh, scenario in 2020, and then the Great Recession uh, going way back. And you can see how those indicators uh, gave us a strong sense on, on uh, what happened. So our point going forward is we continue to look at some of these data points to see where we stand, not with the idea of are we going to have a recession, uh, but an indicator of how how bad it could be or how long it's going to be. And, and our model is to is to wait that out. So, Eric, why don't you give us a little bit of, uh, you know, what's going on with the earnings with the S&P 500 and because uh, that's also another uh, key component of uh, how the market is uh, is doing over time. Yeah. And I would say that similar to how um, investors may have underestimated uh, the, the continued economic uh, growth um, and underlying fundamentals, um, whereas uh, a recession was potentially uh, expected earlier uh, in the year before, it's been the same from a, a earnings perspective. Um, so looking to the first quarter, um, earnings declined 2% a year over year, but that was actually much better than expectations. Um, and so looking at uh, the chart here, figure two, essentially is looking at um, companies that, that that surprise in their earnings are essentially uh, earnings are better than, than uh, what overall the analysts had expected. And so in quarter one, 75% um, of companies beat their sales estimate, um, which is up from 65% the prior quarter uh, and above five-year averages, which was closer to 70. Um, so uh, just like how we saw on the economic side, investors appear to be underestimating that uh, the corporate earnings strength. Um, I would say similar to the economic data too, the, the question is now whether those more downbeat or pessimistic earnings forecasts um, or on the other side, the better than expected actual results that we've seen, which one is more indicative of, of what things look like going forward? Well, I think another uh, interesting item to look at uh, that we've been uh, tracking is the uh, a little update on the on the uh, banking system. It has been about four months with the bank uh, bank turmoil, and uh, this is important because it gives us a strong indication of how our how strong our banking system is, um, especially in light of the fact that interest rates have uh, you know increased um, you know steadily over the you know the the, the year and. Um, we're we're keeping an eye on things like uh, are the banks uh, lending their their uh, activity. Uh, they have. Uh, we're also keeping an eye on the fact that in the the reality in this world is uh, banks um, are seeing deposits go out, and that's really what had happened back in March. Is a lot of deposits were going out uh, because of uh, higher interest rates that uh, the um, Money market funds, treasuries, and and competitive investments to bank deposits. At the same time, uh, the loans that are on the books of the banks were issued at a much much lower rate. And so, some banks are more resilient because they have a, a, a variable interest rate uh, experience, uh, you know, compared to uh, some that are that are fixed. So, um, you know, so we are keeping an eye on the the banking and how the impact is to the consumer businesses, uh, real estate loans and uh, and whatnot uh, to see, uh, you know, what could happen uh, going forward. Talk through uh, fixed income and bonds a bit um, because you're talking about yields um, and yields going up. Um, okay. And 
I would say on the bond side, uh, a pretty similar conversation. And so um, treasury yields um, uh, rose pretty sharply um, and, and that was due to better economic data. So essentially investors are now seeing that better than expected economic data, uh, which could in turn then force the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates higher than previously thought as we continue to see inflation above their target and the economy continues to avoid a recession. Um, so uh, generally, when interest rates go up, the value of bonds go down. Um, so those rising interest rates uh, uh, definitely weighed on aggregate bond returns. Um, I would say the the riskier um, uh, corporate bonds, um, so in our portfolios, in our universe, we call those high-yield bonds, those outperformed as, one, uh, we didn't see necessarily high uh, uh, bankruptcy filings. Um, uh, so companies remained healthy. And then two, these bonds paid higher income, uh, meaning that that uh, there's a higher yield or, or cash flow off of that to help offset those rising interest rates. Um, so uh, essentially looking at it now going forward, uh, higher interest rates, right? Those can um, lead to uh, uh, put additional stress uh, on, on banks like we saw and like Mark talked about. Uh, it can put uh, additional stress on companies as they now have to refinance at, at higher rates. And so one of the things that we're watching is with these higher income bonds, um, it, they've been really, really beneficial to have so far um, because they offer more income in, in the near term. Um, but then we're going to watch the credit risk uh, or, or the risk of those companies defaulting in the longer term. Well, it's uh, kind of an interesting, uh, interesting time because uh, last year, we saw fixed income markets pretty well sell off with rising rates, as you mentioned, and we're seeing the reversal of this. And so the forward-looking returns on the bond side of the portfolio are very compelling. And so I think with interest rates rising, money market funds uh, increasing, what that, what that, how we view that is that's going to help that part of the portfolio uh, and, uh, you know, as well, the equity market uh, what what for for the uh, first half of 23 uh, we're seeing uh, you know the biggest uh, performers are technology stocks and as a result we see the Nasdaq returning 15 to 20 percent returns and uh, and 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 so forth uh, but what what uh, we're trying to what we're keeping an eye on going forward is while uh, those stocks did really well we want to see some participation of holdings uh, you know, that, uh, you know, could broaden out. You can see that in figure three, the S&P 500 year-to-date return of 15.9%. This is if you had what's called market-weighted uh, returns. And, and what that indicates is that um, the largest sector in the S&P 500 are technology stocks. And those were big drivers for this period. Whereas you can see that um, uh, in the 5.9% uh, is what the average stock did of 500 companies. So uh, you can see the big divergence in February of uh, 2023 here and uh, where the uh, technology stocks uh, taking off made a, you know, a, a significant impact. So the, the point here is while the technology stocks had done well, uh, we uh, we're looking to see how the remainder of the market, uh, you know, should continue to uh, to perform. Overall, right? Um, we talked through how 
um, that first half of 2023, um, we saw continued economic resilience, um, so better than expected uh, 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 economic uh, indicators uh, and those leading economic indicators that Mark pointed at versus uh, 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 then uh, a corresponding rebound in equity markets. So um, U.S. economy outperformed. Um, we saw from, uh, I'd say, a, a data standpoint, right, even though we had really aggressive rate hikes. Um, we saw new home sales rise. We saw personal incomes grow. We saw jobs continue to be created. Um, so all of that led to uh, corporate earnings uh, on the stock side and the company side that exceeded expectations, which in turn um, helped the S&P 500 to grow uh, more than 15%. Um, on the bond side, uh, as interest rates went up, the value of say the aggregate bond went down but uh, those riskier high yield corporate bonds, those outperformed because the higher yields there helped to offset some of that, that, that loss when interest rates went up. Um, so now looking forward, uh, really asking, um, do the good times continue? Uh, or uh, are we at potentially a turning point um, where we might start to see some of those effects of, of the Federal Reserve's interest rate hikes? Um, I would say uh, as long-term investors, we always expect the economy to ebb and flow. Um, there's going to be periods of growth. Um, there's going to be peaks. Um, there's going to be uh, periods of, of slowdown and or potential recession. Uh, and we expect that. And so when we look forward on, say, a three to five year perspective, we still feel um, very, very optimistic uh, about things. Um, but we know in the shorter term um, for equity investors, they can see uh, potentially increased volatility, um, but uh, over the long term, uh, their higher returns help to offset that increased risk there. Thanks, Eric. It was a great, uh, great overview today, and I appreciate all the uh, the time and and uh, and the effort. Yep. Thanks for joining. Thank you for listening to Your Financial Planet. Please hit the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. If you'd like to reach out to our team, please contact us at AAA. 363-4546 or you can email us at hello at synergycapitalsolutions.com Synergy Capital Solutions is a group comprised of investment professionals registered with Hightower Advisors LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisors. Some investment professionals may also be registered with Hightower Securities LLC. Member FINRA and SIPIC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performances is neither indicated nor is guaranteed of the future results. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data or other information referenced herein is from a source believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, price or other data or information contained in this presentation is provided as general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. Synergy Capital Solutions and Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates may make no representations or warranties expressed or implied to the accuracy or competitiveness of the information or the statements or errors or omissions or results obtained from the use of this information. Synergy Capital Solutions and Hightower Advisors LLC assume no liability 
for any action made or taken in reliance on or relating in any way to this information. The information is provided as of the date referenced in this document. Such data and other information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed herein are solely those of the authors and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates.